1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: And welcome into hour number two of our Christmas edition of the Outdoor Show. Glad to have you with us. We're broadcasting from a place in Texas, Franklin Texas. It's very cold here. It's been chilly, and uh, most of you are feeling the same thing. This Arctic blast is extending from one end of the country down to the other. With me is Janice Lamont. We're returning from a Kansas pheasant hunt and celebrating Christmas here in Texas. Janice, we got some texts in from a couple of familiar guys.
3: Yeah, I recognize these two names. Um, it says, Good morning, Uncle Don. Hoping to get a Christmas buck this morning. Merry Christmas from Adam and Drew. That's the nephew and the grandnephew. Hope they get
2: get one or I'll take a dough even
3: you know yep yep exactly and then the next one says good morning merry christmas from latte and dean i know those two also we didn't find any woodcock yesterday but we're going to make an adjustment today should be a lot of woodcock coming down
2: with this hard cold blast and of course latte for people not familiar is smoky my dog's sister and that's dean galatis a good hunting buddy
3: yep and then there's another one says merry christmas don and all the listeners from chris And Teresa, is it Teresa or Teresa from Denham Springs? Very good. And then, wait, we had somebody about ice fishing?
2: Yeah, it's appropriate to talk about ice fishing.
3: (laughs) Oh, I lost that one. Sorry about that.
2: Uh, Here it is right here, right? Uh, No, no, that's not it. Keep going. Keep going. I know they're hard to keep up with.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of them there. There we go. So there's one that says, Ohio here again. Since I'm up north, could you do a fun spot on ice fishing? It's huge up here. Also, uh, pond fishing, because sometimes it's the only great outdoors we got. Thanks. Yeah,
2: well, you know, we might be doing some of that ice fishing. All right, we need to go back to the top now, and we get to some more of our text messages. 504-260-1870 is the number if you want to weigh in this morning.
3: So it says, at what is the minimum water temperature for saltwater fish to survive, and at what temperature will fish bite? Merry Christmas. Well, as long as the fish are alive, they'll bite, although
2: sluggishly. They won't bite as aggressively. Minimum water temperature on saltwater fish, when you get 40 degrees, that is when, if it's extended for any length of time at 40, that will kill speckled trout. Redfish are a little hardier. They can take temperatures into the mid-30s, but anything lower than that in extended periods of time will take a toll on the redfish, too.
3: So there's another one that says, Merry Christmas, Don. Oops, that jumped on me there. Uh, Merry Christmas, Don. Yes, I am up this early and listening to your show, Debbie Foster. Hi, Deb. Thank you for listening. Then we have one from a regular listener, Uh that says Merry Christmas, Don and Janice. I woke up and, tur- and tuned in just in time to hear the pheasant recipes. Twenty-one degrees at my house in Mobile, Burr. Unfortunately, I had to cut my merloton vine back to uh, due to temps, but not before I made my crab, shrimp, and merloton ca- casserole for tomorrow. That sounds yum. Uh, luckily, I have the cherry bounce I uh, made using John Fols's recipe with. The native black cherries found in Fairhope to help welcome Papa Noel tonight. Have a safe and blessed weekend and stay warm. That's from our friend David Hubbell. I noticed you said melaton. You don't say melaton? Oh, it's melaton, melaton, <laughs> tomato, are. tomato.
2: <laughs> uh, David's uh, getting me uh, kind of looking for some of that cherry bounce. That is a nice little warm-up drink.
3: Okay. All right, and we had, uh, let's see, about the drum. What's that? So is that a drum caught yesterday at the bit Bridge? They always have cars waiting, LOL. They already have cars waiting. That's oh, the that place we're talking about, Bayou
2: Lutra, where people know when the temperature gets like it is now, the fish stack up in there. Now, when he asked, is that a drum, I'm assuming he sent a photo But because we can't take photos with this text operation, I can't look at it. So if you send it to me at contact Don at my website, dontheoutdoorsguy.com, I'll take a look at it and try to identify it for you.
3: Then we have one that said, had a great day down at Point of Shen, Wednesday, off the bank. Black drum, red speckled trout, sheephead. Love your show and Merry Christmas from Thibodeau. Yep, and uh, that's uh, he said he got
2: two of the St. Hubert prayers for the camps waiting for them to be delivered. That's from Big E from Thibodeau. And see, there's another spot. Uh, someone was asking are there other places where that, that phenomenon happens, where the fish get into the deep holes. And, yes, there are a lot of places across Louisiana. Just look for canals adjacent to shallow marsh that have a little bit of depth, and that's where you're luck- likely to find them.
3: Okay, so then we have one Merry Christmas to you and your crew from Lafitte, Lt. It was always a tradition for my papa, dad, and brother to go hunting on Christmas morning, and my sisters would have to wait to open gifts. Don't think they liked this much back then, LOL. (laughs) I sure miss those three men that meant so much to me.
2: All those Christmas traditions. Yep,
3: I always picture your show like Sam Drucker's General Store. You sit there playing checkers and field reporters wandering in and out. But today, I see y'all sitting around a potbelly stove warming your hands. Merry pretty Christmas. Close,
2: pretty close. Now, for people that don't know Sam Drucker, you remember Sam Drucker?
3: Yeah, I do. Who was Sam okay. Drucker? Uh, well, he was in the general store, but... Uh, which
2: program was it? I don't recall that. <laughs> Maybe somebody can... Aden- I know which one it is. If somebody knows what TV show from the 60s Sam Drucker ran a general store, text me, 504 504- 260 We'll make a little trivia out of it. All right, we come back after this. We got Mike Gallo checking in with us with a Born on the Bayou report. Right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Wow, Janice, uh, Sam Drucker lit our phone uh, text board up, huh? It sure did. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell most everyone is correct. There's a few incorrect ones, but everyone else is. We'll we'll announce it before we go off.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever
0: Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: ...show what the actual correct answer is. But first, we got a bone in the Bayou report with Captain Mike Gallo on this chilly, chilly, freezing Saturday morning on a Christmas Eve. His reports, by the way, are sponsored by CTO, which makes a great stocking stuffer. $199 gives you a whole year membership where you will get unlimited fuel brought to your location where you're stranded. If necessary, they'll tow you in 24-7, jump-start those electrical problems, whatever it takes to get you back safe. CTO, it's like having a AAA policy only on the water. It's peace of mind for not just you, but also for your loved ones. And it's just one call away. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or click to CTO.com. And here he is, Captain Mike Gallo, who I would venture to say, what do you think, Janice? I don't think Mike's going out today. No
3: I don't think he's going out today. If if he were smart, he's not going out today. That's for sure. Well, he's a smart guy.
2: Mike, give us your answer. Yes or no? Go or no go? Well,
5: I I certainly appreciate the uh calling me a smart guy. You might be one of the few that's done that. <laughs> but yes, I'm staying
2: <laughs> Yeah, I figured that. Well, tell us what the, what has been the pattern of, up to this when do you think that might change for people to get back out and the fish get more back into what their normal pattern was? Because this is going to be anything but normal for fish displacement.
5: Well, you know, Don, I get this question quite a bit, you know, in the winter time, and my answer is always the same. I can count on three fingers how many times I've caught speckled trout in water temperatures below 50. And one of those trips was actually with you, um, over in those deep canals on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain. I'm sure you remember that day. It was really cold, but we had a. That's we the day to- Dudley's
2: mustache froze. <laughs> I remember that day distinctly. Dud- Dudley Vandenbor's mustache froze
5: that day. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to shave it. You could just crack it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But anyway, um, I, you know, I try to deter people that want to target trout when the water temperatures get in the low 50s. I looked at the water temperatures earlier in your show, and they were showing 44 degrees at the Shell Beach buoy. So I would definitely think speckled trout are certainly off the menu. There are other species that are still somewhat active in the cold water. Although everything slows down. So my advice would be to obviously find cold water, deep water with a shell bottom. Shrimp on the bottom is going to be your best bet. And you'll probably catch things like redfish, black drum, sheephead, flounder. The freshwater catfish seem to still bite in the colder temperatures. Just tough. Um, The water... You know, it'll certainly warm up, and the technology that we have in our hands with these iPhones is a great thing where you could look at some of the buoys around the state, and it'll tell you the water temperature within a half hour of when you look. So that's a great resource. Um, Obviously, you want to fish during the warmest part of the day, but I wouldn't even begin to fish until the water temperature got to at least 50, and it was increasing.
2: Right. Now, Mike, you remember that trip we also made. We've been talking about the Bayou Lutra down in Shell Beach. You and I went down there and did a little bank fishing for those reds and caught them down there on on a very, very cold day.
5: That's correct. Um, The redfish, you know, the marsh, on average, the marsh is shallower. I was listening to uh, Daryl Carpenter talk about the marsh, and that's both good and bad. Being on average, the marsh is shallower, cools down quicker. But the good part about it is it warms up quicker, so you'll have greater fluctuations in the water temperature in the marsh itself, and that's why those fish want to acclimate to a temperature and sort of stay there. Um, so it seems that when we do have this brutal cold, the trout move out first because they, they're they not as durable, like you were saying, about with the water temperatures. But the redfish, when it it gets like the temperatures are now in the in the mid to low 40s. The redfish seem to stack up in some of these deeper bayous, and they're just like trout. You get plenty of them in one area, and they still feed. You can catch quite a few of them in a short span of time. Shrimp on the bottom, soft plastics, bounced real slow. I would go with the shrimp, you know, go with the sure thing.
2: Got it. Mike, somebody wants to get in touch with you, uh, give them the ways to contact you. You're on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, but you've got a very nice website of your own and a telephone line that stays open.
5: Sure, you can find me at AAofLA.com. We're on social media at Angling Adventures of Louisiana or the reliable telephone, which is 985-781-7811.
2: And, Mike, before you go, Janice wanted me to ask you, what are you hoping Santa brings you tonight?
5: Oh, I'll be happy with a pair of socks. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> set, Doesn't take you much know. to
2: please him. Right?
5: Yeah, yeah, my wife asks me well, these questions certainly... every year. <laughs> my wife asks me these questions every year, and I, I tell her what a wonderful position to be in where you don't necessarily need anything. I'm happy to watch others enjoy christmas and a nice pair of warm socks i'm happy
2: very sensible and functional gift indeed it is mike you and jacqueline have a very merry christmas and thanks for your reports and we'll be talking to you next week on a new year's eve edition
5: sounds good don you and all your listeners have a merry christmas stay safe and stay warm
2: all righty captain mike gallo born on the bayou there he goes And when we come back after this, we're going to talk to Captain Eric. No place to be in a kayak today. No, no, no. But he's got some other ideas on what you can do, maybe some uh, Christmas shopping ideas for the kayakers. Right after this, time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Ooh, brr, I ain't doing no stroking and no kayak today. No, sir, no place to be, not no way, not no how. Let's talk to Eric Mohabarak, who's – Paddler's Report is brought to you by the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing. I'm
1: Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
4: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: club and Massey's Outfitters in the Mid-City of New Orleans, Baton Rouge and Covington always taking care of the paddlers on your shopping list. Eric, this is no place no day to be in a kayak, is it?
7: No, uh, just stay at home. Don't don't cause any problems. There's people who work on the water and there's enough accidents that happen with that that, you know, keeps the Coast Guard and the Wildlife Fisheries busy. Just stay at home with the kayaks. If you if you need to go go off the bank, you know. That's all I can tell people right there. It's it's no sense in going out there with the if, wind. If you
2: got you a know, kayak for here, you go, Eric. If you got a kayak yeah. for Christmas and you just got to get in, just drag it to the bank and sit in it and then fish off the bank. How's that?
7: That that that'd work too. people have done that actually. You know, <laughs> you know, with the hobies, you can pull them chairs out and sit on the bank. They got they got special things That's for that right. or, or Very on comfortable. the chairs. Yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh.
2: And you can also shop for some really cold-weather gear. You know, Massey's so a lot of people don't realize it. They, they've got stuff for the, the, the snow skiers and the snowmobilers. They've got Arctic-type uh, clothing over there.
7: Yeah, exactly. Who would have thought we'd have need that, needed that Arctic-type clothing down down here this time of year? Uh, this has been the coldest I can remember in a while, Don. But uh, they, they do have some nice clothes over there. They, they got all their winter apparel and everything like that, and, uh, you know, i uh, uh, you know they're open today. I believe they're closed tomorrow. Uh, you know it's a good time for that last-minute thing. You can get a recreational. They got some recreational kayaks on sale. They, they of course, they got some Hobies, um, and you know you can grab a gift certificate. And uh, you know one of my favorites is uh, the Big Green Egg. <laughs> Yeah, you know, this
2: is a this is a good time for making plans and, and, and getting your gear back in shape and re-spooling your reels and that type of thing. Um, and everybody's getting ready for that minimalist challenge. I talked to Brendan Bayard about this last week, and the cutoff, I believe, was 125. They're going to shut it down. So I don't know where it is now, but it's an extremely popular tournament where they give you five unknown lures, and that's all you've got to fish with, which is what partly makes it so popular, and that's going to be January 28th. So how would, yeah. would you prepare yeah. for a tournament like that?
7: Uh, well, it's really easy. You just tie up your leaders and uh, bring your rod and reels. You're allowed to bring some extra leader material, uh, and then they, they give you the baits uh you can go pre-fish if you want uh but the way it does work is that the first uh, if, if the first people are so allowed to sign up are the, are the club members you have to be a club member and then after after that if there's any spots open you can uh sign up after that uh last i heard it was just this week they just opened it up they only had 38 signed up now that's the last i've seen i haven't been keeping up with it but uh they must probably have a few more signed up now um But it usually does sell out, and it is is a pretty popular tournament because it is a shotgun launch, and it's one of the more fun tournaments.
2: Yeah. Well, Eric, uh, getting back to the the current conditions, it's dangerous to be in a paddle craft today, but we're going to have several weeks. It's wintertime now where it's not going to be quite so harsh cold, but you still need to take some precautions. What are some tips if you're going to be doing some cold water paddling in kayaks?
7: Well, something I always like to do this time of year is – You know, we got these vacuum sealers, or if you don't, you can get those big two gallon uh, Ziploc bags that they make and uh, put you an extra pair of clothes in that. Uh, And I always like to put something like some toilet paper or some, uh, some, uh, 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 paper towels or, or some some kindling or something, something you can make fire with, and also put an, a, a couple lighters in there. I put the lighters in the Ziploc bag just in case because you never know when things get wet or the moisture. Uh, but it, throw that in the hull of the kayak. Also keep wanting your truck or change your clothes. Uh, I throw a blanket in there this time of year, too. Um, because you know things happen around the water, not just you, but someone else. You know, uh, they fall in and they don't have a change of clothes or something like that, and you you may actually end up saving a life with a blanket. You know, until you can, till you can get them properly changed and, and stuff like that, and get them out that cold weather. If you if you're around, they can throw them in the truck and they can cover up with the blanket. But uh, that, that that's my, my real big uh... tip. In the-
2: I'll tell you a marsh survival story. This happened many years ago. It was a young and foolish friend of mine who is now old and foolish, most people would say. But he went out on a day like this, and he overturned, and he got soaking wet. And the way he survived, it was late in the afternoon. It was getting dark. He actually pulled marsh grass out of the marsh, packed himself with mud. He stuck the grass between his body and his clothes, covered himself with mud, and crawled underneath the overturned vessel and survived the night in the frozen marsh like that. When they found him the next morning, he looked like a scarecrow.
7: Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. It but he was It <laughs> yep. oh, had to be a miserable night. He was alive, yeah. It had to be a miserable night with the marsh grass and the mud. Yeah, and, uh, you know, turning over uh, your, your pierog, I'm going to take he was in a pierog back then. You can do that too with the kayaks, and when when a thunderstorm comes up, put, turn over the to, to kayak and and get out the rain. But uh, man, like you're saying, Don, it ain't even worth it to go out there in the Pierog today or or the kayaks. You know, no matter how safe oh, or how experienced you are, you know, go go fish off the absolutely. bank, man. They've been doing good down, you know, Myrtle Grove and the Dead End Canals all down Plaquemines Parish, just like everywhere where else. You know they've been hitting really, really good fish down there, just just off the bank. So if you got to go today, what why would you go stand in a blowing wind like that? But uh, I'd head on down to the grove and fish them slow. H and H uh, green and lime green beetles, uh, the smaller ones, the medium ones, and uh, uh, you know a little bait on them, and uh, you'd you'd be good. I, I think. I think that's enough. I wouldn't I wouldn't venture out too much.
2: Oh, well, Eric, you're on Facebook with Louisiana Kayak Company, one of the few companies that does trips for people and uh, teaching them how to use kayaks and learning the ropes of it. Uh, tell them how to reach you on the Facebook page.
7: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Louisiana Kayak Company? That's on Facebook and Instagram, uh, and also you can just call me, uh, 504-313-8292, and uh, Merry Christmas to all, and Merry Christmas to you and Miss Janice there, uh, Don, and everybody else, and Chris, and Martha, and Brendan, and and everybody else on your show, and uh, all of that, and uh, when's Miss Janice cooking at the pheasant for me, by the way?
3: <laughs> Tell them, Janice. We'll have to set up a date. Eric, how's that sound? <laughs> Uh, Eric's quite standards. to cook. What, what, are, you, what, are, so you good. what are you
2: cooking? Eric, what are you cooking for Christmas
3: dinner?
7: You know what? I am not cooking anything. My sister, Laura, uh, decided we're going to Mandeville on the other side of the pond, and uh, she's doing the big heyday, so I got out of cooking. So I'm, I'm kind of happy about that, but I'm kind of sad because, you know, I enjoy cooking so much, you know. So, But uh, yeah, I'm just going to go well, eat. Look.
2: Well, you're coming over to God's country. Just make sure you got your passport and your shots in order when you get on the causeway, okay?
7: All right. They're going to check me as I go across. (laughs) You know, they don't allow it. You know, coming from across the creek, they ain't going to allow that. All right. Eric, Merry Christmas,
2: my friend. We'll uh, catch up with you next time.
7: All right. Y'all have a great, great, great Christmas. All right. Bye-bye.
2: We are certainly going to try. That's Eric Mohabarak, one of our two field reporters that tell us all about paddling and fishing. All right, we come back after this. Janice, you like the Bad Boys feature? You listen to the show a lot.
3: I love the Bad Boys feature. It's always fun.
2: We got a good one. We got a guy that really got it socked to him by a judge. He was doing some illegal dove hunting. We'll tell you his story, his crime, and his time right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, before we get to the bad boy story, Janice, uh, catch us up on a couple of our text messages from our listeners.
3: So we got a couple of text messages. One says, morning, Don. Backstrap uh, stacker. That's tough to say. That's a tongue twister. Stacker, checking in today from Mobile. Currently trimming up a venison backstrap and seasoning up a wild turkey breast to fry. Merry Christmas to all and good luck to any hunters in the woods or on the water. The next one says, Don, Merry Christmas from Tim in Pascagoula.
2: All right, and uh, Merry Christmas to all of our Mississippi listeners and Alabama listeners, including Tim in the backstrap stacker. All right, we come back after this quick 10-second station identification. It's a bad boy story. You love them. Back with it right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. On November 29th, Braden Krepper pled guilty and was sentenced in federal court for dove hunting violations in a case made by Agents Captain Joey Thompson and Lieutenant Scott Dupree in a field in St. Mary Parish back on November 20th of 2021. Krepper was found to not have the required harvest information permit, which is free, by the way, but also was found to have 37 morning doves in his possession, which even with limited math skills, I figure that puts him around 22 doves over the limit. Now, one, two, maybe three more birds than the limit could be a miscount, but 22? Sorry, don't think so. Upon hearing his plea of guilty, the judge ordered him to pay a fine of $2,200, perform 50 hours of community service. More than likely, he'll be working on a trash truck. But the one that really hits hunters hard? Two years of hunting privileges taken away which means instead of enjoying this and next year's hunting seasons, sitting on the sidelines when he's not picking up trash, is 22-year-old Braden Krepper of New Iberia, our bad boy of the outdoors. Well, that judge did not go easy on him, huh? He did not, but At, he deserved it. As it should be. All right, coming back after this, we talked to the plastic man. One Captain Ryan will locate him somewhere down Highway 23 or somewhere along the Luling Swamps. He lurks in many, many places. We're talking about Captain Ryan Lambert. Cajun Fishing Adventures next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And let's find out where this chilly, frosty Christmas Eve Saturday morning finds Captain Ryan Lambert. Captain Ryan, where happened to you be today? today?
8: I'm sitting in front of my fireplace with my two Labradors <laughs> and a good spot.
2: <laughs> yes, indeed. Good place to be. Good place to be. Uh, and those, those ducks will be there another day, huh?
8: Well, we didn't, we didn't book this. We have a negative one foot of tide naturally today. And you have another three foot of tide that's going to be gone from the wind, so there won't be a drop of water except in the canal anywhere you go. So, you know, it's it's too dangerous to be out there in, in those conditions because if you get stuck, unless you pile grass and mud in your pirogue, if and you can't turn a, 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 go, a go devil over like you can a, a pirogue, you're going right, to die. Right. Exactly. You know, and I told all my friends, wait, you hunting Friday? I said, no, neither are you. <laughs> <laughs> and he explained it to him, and they said, and then who calls me yesterday but Doc Ron? Hey, Paran, yeah. you got a boat out here? There's no water. No es. Oh, my God, come on.
2: Yeah, some days you just gotta uh let Mother Nature have her have her do, you know, and it's uh, not a great day to be fishing either because same situation. Let's hope we don't get any fish kills. You know, we're looking at uh some overfish conditions for speckled trout and now they're talking about cutting back the limits on redfish. So the last thing we need is an extensive fish kill.
8: Yeah, I, I think that um what happens, you know, a lot of that surface temperatures that when they give you the water temperature, but The marsh is completely empty, so the fish are not in the marsh. They're in the canal, so it naturally pushes them out of that shallow water where they normally will get killed. So, hopefully, you know the water temperatures won't go that low on the bottom, and that's where they're gonna be on on the bottom of all those canals. So, anything in the marsh, well, they better be. They better have legs because they got to walk.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point. Uh, instead of those fish getting trapped in those shallow marshes because of low tides in the north wind, the water probably got pushed out and got them into some deeper water. Let's hope that's the case. What do you oh, think this impact is going to be on this big blast for the duck populations coming down?
8: Well, the ducks are going to migrate really good down this way because um, it's cold, really cold, way, way, way up. So I think it's just going to push more ducks. I mean, it's been great already. I mean, the second split has been unbelievable. I mean, just it's so pretty to see thousands and thousands of canvas backs and, and all all everything else. I mean, the teal and the gadwalls and widgeons and pintails. I haven't seen as many pintails as normal, but uh, I'm sure we will. I mean, there's a lot. everything's going to be pushed down. I might even see them green birds before this is over. With, just with the with talk this. of but, uh,
2: pintails gets Kenley to yipping, huh?
8: yeah that's car they're fighting on the floor right now so okay but it's been a great week i got me a a new hunting and fishing partner this week on the 21st mr august edison came into this world and then um
2: congratulations
8: uh, miss katie got engaged last night so it's it's been a good week little braised deer shanks day before yesterday ducks yesterday so I um, mean I've been I've been having a nice week. <laughs> yeah, well you
2: deserve it. You work certainly work uh, extra hard all year long, no doubt about that. So when will the next trips be scheduled after Christmas? Or are you uh, going to take a break? The 27th at June.
8: Ah,
3: okay. yeah, because
8: because you still have a negative tide. It's going to be a negative five on the 27th. So we're going to hunt the incoming tide on the 27th, and then we'll take it every day from there, and then we'll go to January 1st where the season splits again, opens on the 9th, and then we only have a few days to hunt, maybe five or six days, then we get a long stretch with no water all the way to the 24th. So we won't hunt that because you can't get to the blinds when it's that negative, and then we'll finish off the season. I'll be in Mexico at that time, but the boys are booked solid. Every single blind is booked every day for the rest of the season
2: so very good
8: but it's good and the fish has been off the chart good too boys been having a good time even though the river has come up the fish are still around so inspection you know specs and res and sheep heads and you name it they are they're having a good old time with them you know most yep. of the reds low river was nice reds. but
2: uh, low river was nice while we had it but it's it's uh, looks like it's over now
8: yeah it's over but the the fish are still in our area, which is good because uh, yeah. they've been pushed out for a long time, so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a great spring i think
2: so what are you hoping the fat man will leave at your house tonight?
8: I've already been rewarded so much this week i can't i can't ask for nothing i'm you know I'm a pretty simple guy anyhow I'm gonna get some some waiters to go to Georgia in January when we have those negative tides and we'll go fish big trout in the river in georgia so I'm going to get some, some waiters and boots for that. And Miss Carmen's always got something up her sleeve, you know.
2: Yes, yeah, she does. Well, y'all have a very Merry Christmas down there, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. We'll talk to you on New Year's Eve, and
8: we'll put you know, this Merry- one
2: behind us and we'll see what's going to happen in 2023.
8: I'll be in a duck blind New Year's Eve. <laughs> but you <laughs> and Miss Janice have a Merry Christmas, buddy. And to all our listeners, uh, we appreciate y'all listening every week, and y'all have a Merry Christmas.
3: Thank you, Ryan. That's great. You guys have a Merry Christmas also.
8: All right. Y'all have a good one. Y'all be safe.
2: All right. Keep those doggies warm. That's Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. All right. We come back after this. Well, look, John, look what time it is. It's time to go. We're going to be back, and we'll catch up on some of these texts, and we'll finally answer one of the most popular questions on the show. Who was Sam
3: Drucker, and where was Sam? Yeah, we got a lot of responses, so it'll be interesting. Guy, a
2: little ball headed guy with glasses and kind of talk kind of funny, <laughs>
3: with a little
2: uh, country accent Man at the Sam Drucker store when they played checkers a lot. Yeah. We'll tell you, if you don't know, and a lot of you do. Back with a wrap-up of the show right after this pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, uh, closing out the show with some of our texts from our listeners, what are we looking at, Janice?
3: Well, first we got one, Don. Will the Pelicans be okay? When I was pulling my boat out yesterday, a Pelican came right up to me shivering like he was asking me for a blanket. Don't
2: the Pelicans play indoors? (laughs) <laughs> oh, those! Oh, you're talking about the bird pelican? The oh, okay. bird pelicans. Oh, they're going to be fine. You might have came across one that was sickly, but uh, pelicans, uh, they're not going to freeze. They're going to be okay. Those birds are tough.
3: Okay. So then we're going to go up to Merry Christmas, Don. The muskrats are moving. They got to move in the water to stay warm. We used to catch them on a good cold night between the two bayous. Yeah,
2: back when muskrat trapping was popular. I see the Silver Hill guy is checking in. He's getting off work and headed home to... Robertsdale.
3: Okay. And then,
2: let's see, we're still getting a lot of Sam Druckers. We're gonna get the mm-hmm. Sam Drucker, y'all be patient.
3: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Says uh Don, I hope I um, I hope I was bad enough to get a whole mess of coal lumps tonight. They will be appreciated. Merry Christmas and stay warm. The boudin is frozen.
2: Oh no, the boudin is frozen. Hope you get the coal and get it all warmed up.
3: Yeah, just tuned in. Had a chance to talk about the impact the fish kills will have on fishing, similar to 1989 when it was uh, when it took months to recover. That's from George in Slidell. I. In Slidell. In Slidell. Slidell. Well, okay. here's the deal. In uh,
2: 1989, we had a very hard winter, big freeze, temperature dropped very quickly. A lot of fish were killed. It took actually over a year, or maybe two, for the fish to come back. But they came back stronger than ever and that typically is the case when you break it on down to very small populations the recovering population has a lot more forage food and uh, the population explodes so if we do have a fish kill let's hope that but yeah we are concerned about it george because it's the temperatures and the situation could be right for a fish kill. We won't know that probably for at least a week or longer because if the fish do die, they go to the bottom and then so a few days or so before they pop back up and we actually can inventory them.
3: So the next one says, good morning, Don. Duck hunting on the Point of Shen, uh, wildlife management area, had a sheet of ice in the water. First time I've ever seen that hunting. Truck said 23 when I launched. First group of green, wing, green wings. Just did it right. Hope they keep coming. Merry Christmas and thank you for what you do. That's from Gary. that's Gary, braving the cold to get out there and do some duck hunting. Glad you got you
2: some little green wings. Hope more do come in for you.
3: So the next one says, good morning, Don. Always listening on Saturday mornings, but not out in the kayak today. That's a smart move. Hoping to take the boy's squirrel or dive hunting? Dove hunting. Oh, that's a, oh, that's a misspell. Oh, misspell <laughs> there. Okay. Uh, Wednesday and a kayak trip with little brother coming in from Texas on Thursday, what constitutes deep enough water for trout and reds to find safety in these freezing temps? Your friend L.B. and B.R.
2: Well, L.B., uh, it's all relative when we're talking about depth. If you've got a foot or a foot and a half in the marsh and you got a canal that's five or six feet, that's deep. Uh, If you've got deep ponds and then you've got a canal that's 20 feet, that's deep water. But they will seek a comfort level. But by the time you're talking about next Thursday, we're going to have a warm-up. The air temperatures will be in the high 60s, and the water temperatures could return to 50-plus. So I I don't think it will be that much of a concern when they come in.
3: So the next one says, Merry Christmas, Don, from Mike and the crew from Scales and Tails Campground. in Point of Shin. stay safe.
2: All right, good for him uh, camping. Whew. I yeah. hope they got a, a, a nice uh, heater in their camper.
3: Uh, here's another greeting. Good morning, Don. Merry Christmas from Donnie and Ponchatoula. Oh, yeah,
2: Donnie and his several generations. They do a lot of duck hunting down in, uh, with Captain Ryan Lambert, as a matter of
3: fact. So then we have one. What's, uh, what's up, Big Don Toby? I'm sitting in the truck watching a long road up on my club in the sip waiting on a buck. Hope you all have a very Merry Christmas, brother.
2: Well, let me translate. He's sitting in the SIP. He's in his Mississippi lease, and he's looking for a deer uh, during this season, and he's sitting in a truck waiting to get out there and get a lot of folks hunting. All right, time to talk about Sam Drucker. We have just had a ton of people responding. We asked about Sam Drucker, if anybody knew who he was, and we did hear from a lot of folks. Uh, Sam Drucker operated a general store on some 1960s sitcom TV shows, And Sam operated uh, Drucker's on the Beverly Hillbillies, a show called Petticoat Junction, which had those three pretty girls, and the other one was
3: Green Acres. Yeah,
2: where the uh, city girl moved out into the country, and Sam Drucker was the the elderly gentleman, the very kind uh, general store owner that uh, just you know seemed to have problems or straighten people's problems out. But anyway, thanks for all of you who responded. Thanks for all of you who tuned in. Thank you, Janice, for coming in and co-hosting the show today. We really appreciate it. Looking forward to that pheasant dinner tonight. And hope every one of our listeners out there has a very Merry Christmas, that you get everything you hope Santa would bring you, and hope you'll tune in next week because you're going to help us select the baddest of the bad. We'll have four or five nominees of bad boys from throughout 2022, and you will select the one you feel was the baddest of the bad. We'll do that all over again Right here next Saturday morning, 5 to 7 a.m., when you're tuned to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Also, thanks to Cullen Steele back at the mothership. Merry Christmas to him, too.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.